0: Hey everybody, Jibs here from the Lower Seekers Podcast, and I just wanted to let you in real quick that this, for the next remaining episodes of Volume 2, is our Halloween editions. Now, you're gonna still going to get the same family-friendly quality, but we wanted you to be aware that there may be some eerie sounds that may be unsettling to younger listeners. So if you're listening with your family or younger kids, you may want to hold off, still family-friendly. Just some uh, intense audio moments here and there. So anyway, enjoy the show. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. We love you. Take care. Last week on Lore Seekers. I don't see other shows as competition. That's not the way I look at it. I look at other podcasts as colleagues. We're kind of at an interesting crossroads four years down the road because we're now at a place where PvP was driving the change on a class. It's definitely going to affect it a lot in PVE. It says this is one of the best in any podcast, podcast. Wow, podcast genre. Way to bring it back down, Jibs. Way to bring it back down. Cheers. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah. For those of you who are dads, did you watch Shrek. Yeah, it's totally a valid analogy. This game's like onions. Got a lot of layers. Yeah, and Jibs is like, Donkey! Care. Donkey! Care. In the morning, we're making waffles.
1: Psst! You, traveler, what do you know of this land? Do you wish to learn of its law? Come. Rest your weary feet and warm yourself by the fire. Let's oh, share some no, lead. Hey, listen those. to oh, tales yeah. of misadventure, and learn yeah, of Tamriel's rich vibes. history with you
0: know, the Law Seekers. Just feel like we're not alone, <laughs> ah, that kind of thing. Here they are now. Okay, I'll you I'll and I'll cash. you.
2: Uh-huh. You'll be fine. Take a sip of uh-huh. pumpkin ale. Everything's gonna uh-huh. be okay.
0: I need hist milk. Yeah, you do. Do no, got hist milk? <laughs> All right. Hey, look who's here. Welcome. Have a seat. Welcome, my friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So, we are here in this creepy delve, but we'll get to that in a second. What have you been up to, buddy? I've had a
2: hell of a week. I've been in a lot of delves
0: myself this week. Oh, have you?
2: I have. I have been playing on my new Magic Templar. How's that going? It's going really good, and as I said last week, we are journaling him, and he's going through some changes, some very Halloween-y changes that he may or may not have been expecting as a priest Mm -hmm. of R.K., but...
0: um, Oh, you went full RP on this one, didn't you? Yeah, I
2: did go full RP. He's going to be... This is going to be a really cool one. So basically, his premise is he is a priest of R.K., a Dark Elf, priest of R.K., Travels the land in the name of R.K., vanquishing uh, necromancers and investigating the paranormal. And he starts his adventures in Rivenspire, and something may or may not happen have happened to him by some certain blood fiends in Rivenspire.
0: Oh, my. All right. Well, it is
2: Frostfall, buddy. Witches Festival's it coming is. up. You gotta get in the fields.
0: I wanted a new character, might as well role play him for Halloween. So it's true. Yep. And uh yeah. All for those of you who are listening, all month long we are totally hanging out in a delve. Creepy stuff happening all freaking month long. This is this is one of our special months out of the year that I think we've been looking forward to for quite some time. But Lore Seeker's Halloween. That's right, yeah. So uh I got to fifty on my Templar DPS I was leveling last week. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And uh, got um, a a pretty good supplement set of gear. I got Hunding's Rage. I got it all um, purpled out. All my... Everything's divine like it needs to be. I've got my monster set all done. So now I'm just kind of working on like a subset of jewelry. And then... I'll be good until I get into Cloud Rest and really start working that on clearing that a lot.
2: Is acceptable. That's extremely acceptable. And you know what that means? That means you get to carry me for a little while. <laughs> 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 so I can get my temp my my um, magic templar, my finger wiggler
0: yeah. up there. Yeah. 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 Something else that kinda happened too it wasn't surprising. I was gifted uh, the Elder Scrolls, I think it's called Complete Collection. I don't, I don't quote me on that. But it, while it was on sale, was Summerfall for Xbox. So mm. now I am dabbing in uh, my, I'm dabbing my feet in uh, old Xbox TSO as well. Oh, so you're cheating on PC? I'm doing a little cheating. This is like a, this is like a one night stand with a console what's going on here
2: well how did you meet those new friends did you get on one of those internet websites
0: well we all stayed in a hotel room that one time in louisiana so there's that (laughs)
2: oh my god don't ever say that again (laughs) that is so wide open for a story that you're not gonna tell oh i remember that one time we all stayed in a hotel room in louisiana
0: Louisiana?
1: (laughs) It was a Sports good time.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh, man. All right, everybody. Well, welcome. Welcome, welcome, friends. This is episode 12 of volume two of the Lord Seekers podcast. And we are finishing up. Should we tell them now or should we hold off? We can.
2: Well, we can you kind of said it. And I now you can't it. have them on the edge of their no, seats.
0: I can't. I should have talked to you before we did the show, but I i forgot forgotten spaces. So, yeah, we are going to be finishing up Volume 2 this month in a very exciting way. We've got all kinds of fun things coming up. And uh, we have been concept, uh, concepting Volume 3. Conceptualizing. Conceptualizing. That's the word. You know what? It just didn't feel right. It's a little it bit of a tongue. bigger word, and words are, you well, know, you kind know, of a ball bag for you. It is. It is. You're a douche. So... We've been working on uh, Volume Three for quite some time. We got some fun things we're going to bring to the show, and just like uh, the transition from Volume One to Volume Two, don't worry, we're not going to be gone very long. We're going to be one. W- we'll have one week off uh, when, right before we start Volume Three, but uh, in between, then you'll be happy to know that there will be somewhere around, I'm assuming, eight hours of a full lore lesson compilation for volume two put together for you guys. So you get to enjoy that. I know there's people who are literal. They were burning through that. Like they're, I think they took them like two days, but they were so excited because they got, they finished it up. (laughs) Do you
2: realize that after volume three, we are going to have 24 hours, an entire day worth of lore lessons.
0: That's just insane. I think that's awesome.
2: I mean, as it is, we have two work days. Or yeah. well, we will after we, we will finish yes. this, this I mean, volume up.
1: I mean, so yeah.
2: there yeah. will be some resolution to our story. Um, yes, if you guys have been listening to it, today, as a matter of fact, is a very special story. I know we made you skip a week. Um, that was, as I said uh, last week, that was totally my bad. But I think this week we're really coming back with something special for you. Um. I'm not going to hint at it. I'm not going to say a word. I just want you guys to listen to it and enjoy it. I'm very excited about it. There is yes. a surprise. Yes. Um, and then we're going to be finishing up this uh, storyline within the next couple of episodes. And then, as Jib said, we'll be taking that one week. It just so happens to be perfectly timed because I will be in Montana yeah. during that yeah. off week. Huh. But you are going to get yourself plenty of Lore Seekers um, during that week uh, to keep you satiated.
0: Yeah. Carry on the tradition every week, man. Lore Seekers. Something going on. That's right. But uh, anywho, uh, yeah, so we gave them the intro. Now it's time for the introductions. I am your host. No, it's not I. We are your hosts. You know, sometimes I go back to the the old Level Up Morning Show intro. It's just a habit. Don't ever do that again. I mean, honestly... I mean, you're offended, and I'm offended.
2: Well, I'm not as offended as Guido's going to be when he travels to wherever the hell you live. That (laughs) I-word kicks you in your nuts.
0: (laughs) Uh, So anyway, we're your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Cash. It is outstanding to be here.
2: My friends, this is the holiday season. Yes. Ooh, and it
1: starts off with
2: some scary tales. It's Halloween. And then Christmas yeah. is going to be here. Yay. Hi, everybody. It's going to yeah. be so much freaking fun. So we're kicking it off. This is our very first episode of uh, Frostfall, which you know from our lore lesson is our real life equivalent of October. And uh, ESO and the Crown Store has uh, some really cool stuff for us, and we are going to talk about them. Um, Zoss is definitely delivering.
0: Yeah, this for they us. Awesome. absolutely are. If you uh, missed last week, we talked all about... Uh, what what we do a little lesson on? I forget. The heart of... Last no, week was, was the
2: Amulets of Kings.
0: Amulet of Kings. Gosh, I, forgot, I always forget to write that in. But anyway, yeah, Amulet of Kings last week, we answered fan mail, and we debuted a new segment called Zone Chat, which you know, I it was a fun discussion on Sorcerers. You should definitely go check that out. But uh, this week on the show, we're doing the Crown Store Showcase for October. We missed it last week. It came out after the show was recorded. So we're going to do that this week. We're also doing a preview of Black Rose Prison. Answering your fan mail. And... To kick off, good old Frostfall. We're doing a lore lesson on cash.
1: Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: All right. Well, are you ready? I am ready. All right. Well, let me just get. In- I uh, did you summon that? No. What do you mean, no? You're the only one who can do stuff
2: here. Dude, I'm standing right in front of you. Did you see my hands move?
0: Who the heck did that? It wasn't me. You're the only one who does spells here, bro. And you know how I feel about this freaking place. It's cold. It's damp. The only thing keeping me warm is the two freaking logs we have on the fire. And on top of that, we got creaking floors happening around us. Eh, it was probably nothing. Ain't no big deal. It's not to break lore, but how's that happening in a, in a stone delve? I don't know. I don't know. Probably nothing. Could be user error. You sure you didn't fart? <laughs> that could have been a solid right there. Could have been a shard. Shard. A shard.
2: <laughs> could have been a shard? <laughs> That's a sh- perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started here. Crowd Store Showcase for October 2018. Now, this is a massive Crown Store Showcase. So we're going to move through this as quickly as we can, but at the same time, we want to make sure you're informed. So, without further ado, let's get started on this three and a half pages of Crown Store. All right, so costumes. We've got Moon, Shadow, Wings, Mask. This is available from October 8th through the 22nd. It says, quote, the... What is this? Lepidotterrans? Yeah, that'll work. Yep. All right. Are a sect of, of Azura cultists who conceal their features with elaborate butterfly masks. Wearing these extravagant masks has recently become a fad among the jaded youth of mainland Morrowind. And now you can wear one, too. Yeah, Uh, looks like a butterfly. Uh, face is covered. It's, I, I feel like you have to dye this to make it look good. Like I, as a guy wearing this, I don't this guy can't get into that mask <laughs> yeah it looks a little butterfly yeah maybe if it was died you know i but i don't i don't know I, I i when i see that running at me i don't think intimidation but you know who might to judge? so anyway that's available october 8th to the 22nd next we got Debella's doll mask pack this one's kind of cool Uh, When worshippers of DiBella wish to honor the Lady of Love by engaging in anonymous bestowal of affection, they don an exquisite porcelain DiBella's doll mask. This bundle includes the DiBella's doll mask for humans and elves, as well as two variations for Khajiiti and Argonians. Now, this is available October 11th through the 15th. And I'll be honest with you, this kind of brings me back to... um, What... Wasn't there, like, oriental glass dolls or something in real life that you could buy? I, I don't remember. It just feels very oriental. I don't remember the name, but this is just the vibe I get. So you got this porcelain mask covered by the cloth.
2: Yeah, kind of like around. a Keisha girl type thing. Are you actually talking yeah. like the uh,
0: like a porcelain mask doll?
2: But yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, again, this is something that's going to have to be dyed to really make it. I think this could look cool if it's dyed. It's just, if it can it's be dyed. dyed, but yeah, I mean, dye that black, that would look awesome. Yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. So, yeah, October 11th through the 15th. Next we have the Nightmare Demon Mask Pack. Now, this is available from October 11th through the 15th. And this says, quote, the work of mortal artisans replicating Dramora at their most frightening. This bundle includes the Nightmare Demon Mask for humans and elves, along with variations for Khajiiti and Argonians. Demonic! Yeah. That one
2: reminds me of the... What was that movie? 300. Yeah. With the, this is Sparta!
0: That's what it reminds yeah. me of. Yep. It's Exactly, yeah. It's kind of cool Exactly looking. right. This is... Yeah, this is very... Uh, it kind of calls me a little bit to... So, for those of you listening, uh, basically it's like demon versions of races uh, with a red hood. Yeah. But it's all... Kind
2: of iron. They look at, they look like yeah, the iron, iron type
0: of a mask. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of a little bit of Fang Lair meets Scale collar, meets Deidre. All that wrapped into ones kind of with them kind of gets a dragon vibe you know i know the horns are supposed to you know be demon demon-esque but i kind of get dragon there yeah uh next we have the ooh, this one this one daddy likey i want this one deep elf executioner's hood this is available from october 15th through the 29th it says quote ancient engravings tell us that a dwarven executioner or quote chun abak Always concealed his or her features under a hood of black spider silk. A material that was so used by the Dweamer was I'm sorry, was also used by the Dweamer for funeral shrouds. Feeling sinister? This could be your look. So yeah, it's an executioner's hood, but man, I love the texture of the cloak. Yeah. That of the hood.
2: Reminds me of the Quentin Tarantino movie Pulp Fiction. And bring out the gimp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what that reminds me of.
0: Yeah. Like this, uh, the, you know, st- being around in ESO for a while now, like we have doing the show, it's, you know, like when they came out with the Battleground outfit styles, it was the texture that threw me off. In that, like the way that the metal looked, like it's so hard to match with anything else and then when you see this executioner hood like it's all black but it looks very worn and it's almost stitched together like it's some kind of Frankenstein mask but then it's got white stitching all throughout and the mouth is sewn shut it looks so freaking cool yep that's a cool you, one you could, do, you could do a lot with this next we got uh, for crafting oh dude I have wanted this I'm a huge Harley Quinn fan I have wanted this since the day I discovered it well, all those money months ago. Crown crafting motif, Grim Harley Quinn. Now, this is available from October 15th to the 18th. It says, quote, Do you like dark humor, Grim but funny? We've got a stylish motif for you. As Chamberlain Haskell expla- explains, quote, My lord, Sheograth, has directed me to compile a guide for those seeking to create Grim Harley Quinn arms and armor. So that the mad God's mortal servants may have a way to make all their equipment look the same. Of course, this standardization runs counter to all other cult practices and is insane on the face I'm sorry, is insane on the face of it. What's your point?
2: point <sighs> is, there's new crafting motif. All right, next one. You don't like that one? It's all right. There's oh. just a lot of stuff we got to cover a ton of stuff, and I'm going to put people to sleep.
0: All right, all right. So next we've got the crown crafting motif, Deadwater. This will be available at the launch of Merkmeyer. quote, used to learn the Deadwater crafting style. To quote Bolu, the Deadwater Rilka. Deadwater warriors defend the tribe in both life and death. Many travelers find this tradition morbid. They speak of defiling our fallen kin. It is not so. To craft a weapon from the skin and bones of our warriors, this is honoring. Woo, these guys are hardcore. <laughs> yep so yeah this is very argonian looking even in the image i would and we'll have all this linked over the show notes at lordsecretspodcast.com on the episode page but even looking at this it feels very militaristic very argonian very, a lot of bone um leather skins it just it yeah this looks good Yep. and actually uh,
2: for an argonian um uh, motif it looks really good on that human character
0: yeah, that it really cool. does. Wh- which is, I feel like that's kind of rare, you know? Like, yeah. it, it's hard getting Argonian stuff looking good on on a human, you know, like a human, uh, just like an even Imperial. Because thing. the humans have funny faces. <laughs> uh, next for outfit styles, we've got Grothdar Arms Pack. We got a new arms pack coming October 31st through November 28th. This will be available. And uh, this arm pack includes a complete set of the outfit styles for the Grothdar weapons that match the Undaunted Mask and Shoulder Awards. Just a heads up, the style page will have a chance to drop from the final boss in the Veteran Vaults of Madness, and the Grothdar shoulder style page will have a chance to drop from the Gil- Gilryon. Gosh, I think I'd be able to say that by now. Uh, Red Beard's Undaunted Chest. So mm. if you're wanting a visual of what this looks like, this is kind of gross, man, but it fits perfect with Frostball. Everything's covered in flesh. Uh, All the weapons. That picture of Grothdar? Yeah.
2: That is weird. That's really... Yeah. I mean, Grothdar obviously is like a construct made of different parts. He's like the, a Frankenstein on math, basically. But this <laughs> particular picture? Uh,
0: the Crotchal region? Unsettling. Yeah.
2: What the hell is that thing?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, I think
2: they tried to make it look like armor, like a cod piece, but the cod piece is hanging down
0: really
2: low. <laughs> I don't even want to think about what's behind that thing. <laughs>
0: that actually is kind terrible. Of that you say that because I had to do a double take when I first saw this. I'm like, did they? Oh, oh okay, no, they didn't. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Apparently, Grothdar <laughs> is blessed. Well-endowed. So let's keep going. (laughs) Derailed. He is all natural, people. All right. Uh, DLC. Uh, We've got the Merkmire DLC game pack. Long story short, the Merkmire DLC is coming. Travel to Merkmire, the southernmost region of mysterious Black Marsh, and venture into the deep swamps to learn some of the most hidden secrets of the Argonians, a full zone of new content brick is available as november 2018 daily login rewards i'm just going to call it here oh oh, by the way there's also a collector's bundle you can get a shellback warhorse looks awesome cantaloupe swamp pet jelly pet and some experience scrolls i'm just going to call this november 3rd's release date november 3rd november 3rd dude that's extra life
2: if this releases on extra life day i am going to shard my pants
0: Actually, no, that's wrong. That That's a Saturday. It's, it's going to release on Monday. Yeah, it's going to be November on 5th. Mondays and Tuesdays. I'm calling November 5th. Damn it. It feels good.
2: <laughs> hey, did you did you get a look at the concept art here?
0: Uh, yes.
2: Okay, so number one, I have a few little points to make. Number one, awesome. If you have not seen yes. the concept art, it is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Red Guard woman. With a satchel. Super Love cool. It. There's an Argonian with some gnarly looking horns and a sword. Looks like he's protecting or helping his Altmer friend out of the muck. Mm-hmm. His Altmer friend has a backpack. I'm just throwing it out there. Holy crap. And I just noticed that. Look at the right hand lower corner. Creature from the Black Lagoon coming out. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. cool concept art. And then, you know, looks like Zeus in the background getting taken over. This is cool. If you haven't seen that. This
0: is cool. One thing that really resonated with me, and I didn't notice until you brought this up, I don't know if that's a high elf or a wood elf, but if it's a wood elf, that race, the way it's regarded, you know how it's kind of like the crap of elves are concerned as far as the way high, uh, high elves look at them, I just love that the Argonian is helping his fellow man. Helping him up, protecting him when the high elves disdain them so you know so much i freaking love it
2: yep the argonian is kind of like this is my hood dog yep I got
0: you argonian looks pretty freaking
2: gnarly I too gotcha all
0: right uh, um so yeah anyway i know i quickly glossed over this so i'll go back to this real quick the Merkmeyer collectors bundle uh that will be available as well with the launch of uh Merkmeyer. the shellback horse you know what i'm gonna be honest with you that's probably one of the cooler looking horses yeah i kind of dig it
2: yeah, that's pretty it's very, cool. It's very uh, um, detailed.
0: Yeah, it's like they cut up an Argonian and put his skin and his bones and his teeth and everything, his horns. Oh, wait. All, all on top of a horse. I just saw that. Those are you scales. I'm like, they're
2: super yeah. detailed. That's because they're freaking scales, dumb, dumb head. Yeah. That's Holy legit. moly, that's awesome looking.
0: Yeah, that's pretty... Uh, I would like to know, you know, I know I was just thinking too much into it, but it almost makes me like, what's the lore on that? Did they cut up a did they really cut up Argonians or like is this alligator? Uh, like, I'd I say
2: maybe more alligator skin because the um the horns on the back are larger if you if you compare it to the Argonian in the picture, his yeah. head is way too small to house those big old giant uh, reptile horns—that's on the back of this horse. But man, that really is a cool mount.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Then the jelly—the uh, what do they call it—the cantaloupe jelly, swamp jelly pet. It's pretty cool. It's like a floating jelly. Do
2: pit. you mean the netch?
0: Yeah, that's what I thought too. Oh, uh, or the cantaloupe,
2: whichever one. I'm sure people will recognize cantaloupe too. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> so uh, there is that for housing. This one's a big one. If you're a big fan of Wolf Hunter, well, now's the time to buy your own establishment in Hunter's Glade. Yeah, it's available October fourth through the eighteenth. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, it says, "quote The underground entranceway to this housing realm leads through a portal to an expensive, or expansive, I'm sorry, forested glade in a hercine's oblivion realm of the hunting grounds. Those, quote, blessed with lycanthropy." Can maintain werewolf form indefinitely in this otherworldly wilderness. I love that. Yeah, that's
2: that's pretty neat. This is, a, is. this it is a like neat it's... one. We actually went through this one um, and ran around in it, and I liked it. Oh, wait a minute, or did I? I thought that we got to run around in this one. Excuse me if I'm wrong. If I either got to run around in this or I saw a YouTube video on it and I liked it. I liked both ways. It was really cool.
0: I like it because it looks like it's very open. You know, kind of similar to yes. the Cold Harbor home.
2: Yeah, and like the that's, I think uh, the entrance to it is really awesome
0: too. Very cool. Yep. Very very cool. So yeah, Hunter's Glade, limited time, October fourth through the eighteenth. Next we have the yearly home. It's always available. The exercised exercised cut demons. October 18th through <laughs> November 1st. Uh, it says, quote, house hunting? Pay no attention to the rumors. This witch's hunt is on the edge of Hagfin and Clenumbra is guaranteed not to be haunted by the dead, the undead, or restless spirits of any kind. It does come with the, uh, what is that? Tumbledown? tumble-down walls to keep the crocodiles my screen moved. There it is. Okay, crocodiles and wolves out. Spooky yet cozy you know jen and our guild has this home and let me tell you this can really be decorated to something awesome yeah i will be picking this one up
2: are you yeah the only problem is that it comes out on the 18th to november 1st yeah why not have this from october one? To November 1, so people can get it and yeah. decorate it. This is like a massive. I'm mean, not, it's not, it's not massive, but this is a big Halloween looking kind of motify house, which is. Let us decorate this thing.
0: Maybe that's. Yeah, I would that's, like to have had it earlier.
2: Maybe it's kind of selfish because I'm going to be gone on the 18th and <laughs> can't pick it up. That's but, where it's coming from. <laughs> oh, I just want, I want to play with this tonight. Like, I want to go into yeah, this and decorate it tonight, but. Me too. Yeah, me too. And really cool.
0: perhaps one of the best additions that could probably go with this home, and it's probably no secret as to why it's in here. Uh, furnishing pack, Witch's coven, uh, October fourth to November third. This is a furniture pack, by the way. Uh, bring the moody atmosphere of Hagfen to your home with these tools and trappings of the witch's trade. Whether brewing potent poisons or cooking cauldrons of questionable stew craft in true coven's, coven style with the included alchemy and provisioning stations. Yeah, There's a lot of dead trees, a lot of bone... I, I, I don't even know. Piles of skulls, tents. Like, this is very... See, there's a thing. Like, I realize I gravitate towards the necromancer way and style of life versus the witches. Like, the witches is very, like... Traditional isn't the right word, but it's almost barbaric in the way that you yeah. know the witches keep their things. They yeah, got it's a lot of animal swampy, bones and, and
2: this is very hag finny.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know when I think of a necro, they're a lot more, a little bit more refined than this, which is kind of funny even saying. But so yeah, this is very swamp feely, like Cash said. Uh, a lot of cauldrons, and do you see that pot that's got some kind of soup brewing in it?
2: Yep. Yeah, that,
0: that part's pretty
2: cool. and there's uh it like a looks like a little miniature buck hanging in the background um, yeah. there's like moss all over the trees and then there's a little pyre with some yep. blue looking magic coming out of it and mushrooms yep. and
1: yeah it's very mushrooms
2: yeah it's very much like a witch's brew type of uh little setup and there's a cage back there
1: for yeah. her the little they... pet
0: yeah I like that one yep so, Summerfall, as is, is, as far as the event, we got the house, so that's pretty awesome. We got the whole Cidric thing. And wouldn't you know it, uh, the, since we can just about expect this to not be furnished, wouldn't you know, on October 8th, two days before it releases to all of us, the home that is, we get... Available to us. Somerset Nobles Bathing Pack, Bedroom Pack, Kitchen Pack, and Parlor Pack.
2: Uh-huh. Interesting.
0: Wonder why. <laughs> well Wonder played, why. Zoss. Well played. Yeah. Wonder why. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that will be available. Uh, let's see. Furnishing Pack. This one is probably the coolest one, in my opinion. The Sinister Hollow Jack Items. This is available October 18th to 25th. It says quote lanterns lure and pumpkin's trip webs and snare and grave hands grip crows will mock as wraith size hack all enthral to hollow jack sold yeah buddy this is amazing
2: yes amazing the, everything
0: from like yeah. hearts and brains and jars pumpkins cash we got all kinds of cool stuff there's
2: jack-o-lanterns there's Damn. freaking jack-o-lanterns i've been waiting yeah. For jack-o'-lanterns, we have them now. There's a wraith in the background. There's a scarecrow. Dude, there's tombstones.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm assuming those crows are part of it, too. Uh, That, maybe the webbing. That would be awesome. It would be. It would be awesome.
2: But, I mean, I'm telling you, if I could just buy jack-o'-lanterns alone... I would be happy, but this yeah. pack
0: is awesome. Yeah, it really, really is. The you know what the thing I look forward to the most because I've been really trying to trick out my home in very dark, you know, toned kind of wizardy or necro feel. I just want a lot of jars, jars full of heads, jars full of hearts, lungs, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, balls. Yeah, that makes plenty of sense to me. Yeah, you know. Ah, just so cool. It is. It's very cool. Um, Next on the mounts, we've got Death Mask Sabercat. This is available to us from October 11th through the 15th. I would say the best way to describe this is the... Not adornment. What is it? Facial. When you're creating your character, face details. Or... I can't think of it. I was just making a tune on Xbox the other day, and I was just looking at it. I don't know the name of it. But anyway, there's a face paint in there. It looks like a skull. Well, Adornments? it's pretty much. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. No. Just say yes. Adornments is your beards. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, there's a saber cat with a skull painted. With the a
2: facial adornment face. of a skull. Oh. Uh, yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah,
0: he's oh, cool. I love it, though. That cool. may
2: or may not be a purchase uh, based on how much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm calling that... I don't think it's 400 crown worthy, but I would say definitely 200. Yeah. Or gems, I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah. Next, we got the Shellback warhorse. Horse. This was a part of the collector's edition. It kind of gives its own image here. And actually, you see more of the detail. If you look at it, you see... The shading from the freaking Argonian slash, whatever it is, crocodile skin. It actually has color to it. it looks pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be available at launch of Murkmire. Next, we have the Shadow Ghost, Guar, Horse, Cinch, and Wolf. Whoa. All of these are available October 22nd. The Guar.
2: you got to hold on the Guar and give him the proper love that he
0: deserves. The Shadow <laughs> Ghost... Gwar. I like how they're almost, like, if you look at the horse, folks listening, it's it's pretty much a white animal that has been bleached with black designs all over it. So it almost looks like camouflage. Um, But the guar. Uh, the guar. <laughs> the guar is white and black.
2: He's awesome. We are the cult of guar. I will be purchasing
0: uh, this one. I feel like I'm being forced into the cult of Guar. I was never really was a cult or a Gwar fan until I got one. And, and then the Lore Seekers are doing the Guar. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Such a follower. No, <laughs> uh, I am. Uh, next, we got Pets. The Oh, look, he's back already. The Jackdaw Daedrat. Available from October 18th to November 1st. Not a whole lot to say about that. It's a Ugh. rat. Daedric form. Next, we got the Cantaloupe Swamp Jelly. We talked about it earlier. It is available when Merkmire launches. For Polymorphs, we've got the Scarecrow Spectre. This is available right now, actually, through the 4th. Um, so actually, when this episode releases, it will have come and gone. <laughs> womp, womp, womp! Yeah, hopefully you got it. Uh, it's a Scarecrow. Reanimated Scarecrow with glowing purple eyes. Pretty awesome looking. Not a polymorph guy, but I know people. Out, there's people out there who are, so this is your jam. Now, as I say that, I see this October 8th to the 11th, The werewolf lord, and uh, I kind of want that. Yeah, he's cool. That. He looks very wolverine-ish. Yeah, uh, very orc, wolf, 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 wolverine, werewolf feel to it. This is very, very... I, The more I look at this, the more I like it. Um, I just wish we could customize him a little bit more, polymorphs in general, but yeah. Yeah, this looks cool. He's covered in wolf furs and he's got if you imagine a huge orc with big gnarly beard and huge teeth. Uh maybe a hint of Hugh Jackman in there, you got it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh Pumpkin Spectre. This is available from October twenty second through the twenty fifth. I gotta read this one says, quote, Shores Bones. <laughs> a pumpkin specter is a, like a horrific figure from a skooma-induced nightmare. And with this costume, the wearer can take on the chilling semblance of these dread monsters. So it's a, yeah, literally looks like something out of a nightmare. It is a freaking, viny, walking, glowing, yellow pumpkin being. <laughs> yep. He looks very Halloweenish. Yep, 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 yep. You know the reason why I think why I don't like polymorph so much is I feel like it's very easy to look good. Like it's not like you put any real effort into your outfit. You know, yeah. I mean it's not like you went above and beyond to collect stuff. You you paid for a polymorph and you put it on. True. I'm not against them, but I just they're not for me, and I think that's why. There, there's I mean, a place for them.
2: There's a place yeah. and time for them.
0: Oh yeah, I agree. uh next we have this is the one I don't like. I'm gonna call this now. I don't like this why, I don't understand why this is in here. vampire slash werewolf cures you can purchase those yeah I don't like that. Can't you do it in the game? You can do it in the game why is this why is that being hidden under and this being promoted well i some people are lazy yeah, that's okay. that's valid I mean. I definitely have my lazy days. I'm just saying, like, you know, people who aren't aware, I don't, you know, I don't, especially if you're, I don't know. I'm just going to shut up. That being said, if you want to get cured, you can pay for it, or you can go get it done for free. So there's that as well. Yeah. Uh, So that is, whew, we went for that pretty quick, all things considering. Yeah, it only took that. a little less than an hour. Well.
2: Thankfully we didn't go slow, right? <laughs> well, it is beefy. I mean there is That was huge. Definitely dude. some items to be had in the Crown Store coming up. So Yeah. And hey, it's news.
0: We gotta share it. Yep, we sure do. Uh it's not called Broke Tober for nothing. It's right. It's uh Crown Store showcases like this. Alright, so next on the docket, last part of the news for the day, we got the fight to survive. Merck Myers Black Rose Prison. Now this is the official preview. I mean they've been doing a lot of previews for this DLC. And I think I don't you know they're almost up just outside looking in, I almost feel like they're at the same level of Somerset amount of previews. This there's they're doing a lot for Merc Meyer. Uh so this this coming to us from ESO's official website, basically talking about Black Rose Prison. And first, this actually talks a little bit more about the lore than we're used to with this. It says, quote, A former imperial penal colony s- situated <laughs> deep within Merkmire's treacherous marshy coast. Gosh, I knew you were going to. Black Rose Prison was built centuries ago by the mage Peladil Dereni and his army of stone atronachs. Heads up, he did, this guy did it in a single day. It is said that the prison to house the Empire's worst are most inconvenient criminals and monsters, and over time the site earned a reputation for brutality while rumors speak of countless atrocities performed within its walls few inhabitants suffered more at the hands of their jailers than the indigenous ind- blah, blah, blah.
1: <laughs>
2: so in- just sound, sound out in- the vowels
0: in- dig genius S-
2: syllables in oh,
0: Indigenous, thank you. Gosh, I oh, couldn't boy. get it out. I knew what I wanted to say. All right, folks, I knew what I wanted to say, but I couldn't get it out. All right, so anyway, uh, the Naga. Local Naga. There, let's, let's just go with that. A tribe of fierce Argonian warriors. <laughs> Centuries later, the descendants of these Naga captives reclaimed the ancient prison and calling themselves the Blackguards, they now use it as both a base for their strikes and into the surrounding area as a test ground for new recruits. You, however, find yourself at the former prison for a different reason. A rescue mission. Oh, boy. I like and it. Here we go. I
1: like it.
0: ESO Dungeon Lead Mike Finnegan said, quote, You and your group enter Black Rose Prison in order to help the thief, Aerithil free her master, Seeks the Dark, who has been captured and forced ...to run the arena, end quote. Uh, oh, he goes on to say, I'm sorry, Aerithil has tracked him down. She's kind of a super... What was it sleuth? Super uh, sleuth. ...to this location, but in order to save him, she needs you to face the gauntlet of Drakes making, end quote. Dude,
2: I love that name for an Argonian. Seeks the
0: Dark. That's a good one. Such a great name! It really is. It really, really is. Um... You know i know i've been working on my uh i haven't for a while but i have an argonian uh dragon knight and this kind of in some ways makes me want to restart an argonian just for this experience you know but yeah i wonder if seeks the dark is taken as a name
2: <laughs> well i don't know but i pro- you it probably now- won't let you do that but that is an outstanding name i'll tell you what you roll one, I'll roll one. I know. <laughs> it's such a we freaking are... sickness.
0: It is. It is it's a true a, it's, sickness. It's, it's uh, I don't know, yeah, like, I. it's either there's something wrong with us or we just thoroughly enjoy leveling.
2: No, I, I have no problem leveling. Like we were saying last week, I don't have a problem leveling up a character and if it's not quite what I dreamed it to be, I'll murder it and start a new one. I don't care. It doesn't yeah. take that long to, to do it, and I just go to a new area that I haven't leveled in before and level them up. Level them up. It's, it's playing the game.
0: Yep. Agreed. Yeah. 100%. So how does Burp work? Well, by the way, Black Rose Prison, Burp, BRP. Okay. Uh, five arenas. Each arena will have five rounds. The final round of each arena will feature a difficult boss fight will encounter Imperial Deserters, Monstrous Beasts of the Swamp, hordes of vampires, that sounds fun. And of course, the Black Guards themselves. Each arena will house different environment hazards similar to Maelstrom Arena. Now we do have some help in the arena. There are what they call sigils, just kinda like Maelstrom. To help us deal with Black Rose Prison's Daily Deadly Arenas, you'll have the opportunity to show or I'm sorry, to use four new sigils activating a sigil can give your group and yourself powerful boons now these include everything from the sigil of resurrection which resurrects dead team members and protects the activating player sigil of shielding which reduces incoming damage to all team members and reflects projectile attacks for a limited time the sigil of sustain which gives magicka and stamina boost to all team members and sigil of healing heals all team members for a limited time Here's the kicker, though. You can only use a specific sigil once per arena. And on top of that, points are deducted from your veteran leaderboard score when you do. So activating a sigil is a tactical choice, and you can tailor how hard your experience will be in Black Rose Prison simply by choosing whether to make use of these boons or not.
2: They're basically
0: the oh crap button. Yeah. Yep. And I can imagine yep.
2: people not using those like making it a point. I do not care if we die, we do
0: not touch those sigils. Yep. So if you can, do you kicked. I can hear it already. <laughs> yep. You can hear it already. I really want to do this. Like I I purposely really I I have a hard time getting into maelstrom. I just I feel like because this is group content, this is going to be amazing just for that reason alone. And I really want to complete this. Particularly on Vet. And here's why. So, there's all kinds of rewards. Okay? Each boss in this in, uh, Black Rose Prison will drop parts of one of the three zone sets found in the Merkmire DLC as a whole. Okay? This includes, it gives an example here, the Bright Throats Boast. It says it increases your Max Magicka and Magicka Recovery while you drink... Dream- while you have a drink buff active.
1: It's kind of huh. interesting.
2: Which is... I don't know if it's drink or food or just drink buff. Interesting.
0: It's kind of a fun little uh, new mechanic there. Yep. A proc based off of food. Oh. Or a buff based off food, sorry. Uh, next we have the... It talks about... Uh, should you complete Black Rose Prison, you'll also earn... black rose weapon now they do talk about the restoration staff here and uh, it says it grants your allies major vitality when you shield them with steadfast ward giving you a simple but effective boost to your healing daddy likey (laughs) I want that
2: I want that that might be a new go to
0: yeah and that's just just the staff Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep, yep. Yep. If you complete Burp on Vet, will earn a perfected version of the weapon, given, giving it a unique stat bonus. So there's that as well. Uh, this is the main reason why I want to complete this. Uh, completing Burp, you'll earn a brand new collectible, the Marsh Mist Pale Scale Skin. Long story short, you look like a albino Argonian. <laughs>
2: Oh, well, all so, you got to do is get bit by a vampire to look like that. Yep.
0: But it does look cool, though, mainly because it does emphasize the whole leathery skin, which, you know, you'll be able to use on every other race. So it kind of has a yep interesting look. It does. It's actually really cool. This is the part that I, I think I really want to complete just for the achievement. You know, the more I play ESO, I don't know about you, how you feel, but the more I complete ESO the more I find myself wanting to be like an achievement hunter. like That's all I want to do. I just want to hunt achievements. And so, yeah, you complete vet Black Rose Prison without using a sigil or dying, and you'll earn the unique title, quote, The Unchained. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Well, long story short, we want to know what you think. This was the news, everything from the showcase to the preview for Black Rose Prison. Are you going to hop into this? Is this going to be something you're going to make a point to do with your guild? We want to know. Call us, 765-382-6961. You can also email us, at loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. So, it's my favorite time. I've been waiting for this solar lesson since the beginning of time. Here we go. Now see that spell I know. That one I know. That one I'm comfortable with. Yeah, well I act- when I hear sounds and creaky bats and all that crap.
2: They actually did that one though. The other one, not so much. But yeah, whatever. So yeah, this right. lore lesson we have waited for quite a while to do, and we were specifically waiting until Frostfall to do this because Well, vampires are very Halloween. So here we go. In the words of Frastus of Elnir, an imperial scholar, Undeath is not always a product of renegade mages tampering with souls and rotting flesh. Cursed diseases such as noxophilic sanguivoria can corrupt the living. The result is an undead creature that requires the blood of the living her sustenance, Ooh, buddy! Yeah, that's freaking terrifying.
0: Oh, I love it so much!
2: So, Sanguinary Vampiris or Porphyric Hemophilia. This is the affliction that leads to vampirism in the world of Elder Scrolls. There are tons of vampires out there. I myself have mm-hmm. a couple characters who are vampires. But what I did not know is that there are over 100 types of vampires. It's also spelled V-A-M-P-Y-R-E-S in Elder Scrolls. But over 100 types of vampires that have been discovered in Tamriel. And there's some very interesting things when I get toward the end of this lore lesson that I had no idea about. And now I'm kind of pretty well-versed in vampires. But uh, in Iliac Bay alone... Over the years, nine different variations of the affliction of vampirism have been discovered. Each variation has its own unique powers and abilities, but at their core, all vampires basically feed on the blood of any warm-blooded creatures. Typically associated with the undead, the vampires are said to have a very close connection to the Daedric Prince Molag Bal. Why? Well... Malagbal is known as the kin father of vampires and legend holds that he is the father of Tamriel's first vampire making him daddy. Basically all other vampires hey end up being his offspring in the uh, lore of Elder Scrolls. So did a little more digging on this one. Cause I was like, yeah, kind of I've known him as the, as the father of vampires, but kind of Why? Well, there is a book called The Spawn of Molag Bal that is findable, discoverable out there in the world. And the book reads, Molag Bal enslaves, Molag Bal defiles. Molag Bal spawns children with the unwilling and harvests the souls of the unwary. Legend tells us that Molag Bal is the father of the first vampire. Though we cannot fully detail the many species of vampires, we may consider all of them to be his offspring. Most vampires can trace their lineage to the same distant ancestor, an unwilling Nedic virgin whom Molag Bal defiled. With her, he spawned a race of monsters who then set upon nomads, spreading his corruption further. Other species of vampires are the result of pacts, and bargains with Molag Bal, who answers promises of immortality and power with an eternity of damnation. Molag Bal seeds chaos and strife, spreading discord by corrupting soul after soul. His forces are legion, his patience is limitless, his ultimate goal is the domination and enslavement of all living things.
0: Well yeah,
2: I was like, damn, somebody knows Molak Boss so well. <laughs> <laughs> now he sounds like
0: even more
2: of an a hole. Yeah, he does.
0: You know, I probably um, would like him better if he didn't decide to, you know, screw up all of Nern. I'm just like, I, I would probably have more respect for him because I do, I'm actually a big fan of vampirism. Yeah, yeah I just,
2: see, I, I I'm a big Halloween guy, so I kind of like vampirism. But the way that he got to it, dude, he's a raper.
0: Yeah, he's a freaking raper. He's terrible. Yeah, that's true. That that brings him down pretty pretty low. On the I mean, yeah, that that's a douche right there.
2: You know what I just realized too. Mm. Every day that I play this game, I stare up at Molag Bal. I actually have an effigy in my office of a raper. That's not good. Consider your ways. (laughs) I should reconsider my ways, but I'm not taking that statue down, I'll tell you that much, because it's sick. It's so sick. (laughs) I'm not a raper, so why should I care, right? Move on. Oh, okay. Sorry about the trail off. Tamriel considers vampires a blight on the world and no other undead are considered as powerful as a vampire. A vampire's uncontrollable thirst for fresh warm blood drives their very being. A newly turned vampire's first kill is often someone close to them, such as a friend or family member, due to their inability to control their new hunger vampires have many similarities to lichens and uh actually not lichen to lich and wraiths in that they are recognized as sentient beings capable of understanding speech and communicating effectively so although they are undead they are very effectively undead unlike many other types of undead they can be controlled by a necrom or that can be controlled by a necromancer vampires practice free will and roam Tamriel of their own accord. Many vampires are able to live their own lives, and they live relatively normal lives, other than the urge that they have to feed on blood. So with regular feeding, the worst of the symptoms of the disease can be somewhat controlled, and then they can continue to live among society. Vampires, though, once they start to have symptoms of not feeding, they can be recognized by an exaggerated pallor of their skin, very bright and attentive eyes. Many uh, are adorned with the signs of stress because they are, they're restless. They need sleep. Uh, vampires are very, very sensitive to light, especially many of the uh, different species of vampire are very sensitive to the rays of the sun. So the radiant light and the heat exposure from the sun can burn their skin and inhibit their recovery from wounds. And their constant hunger also delays the healing process for them. And then um, because of these health issues, it further exacerbates the vampire's lust for blood. Kind of neat. Yeah. Okay. One particular strain of vampirism. This one is called Noxophilic Sanguivoria. These type of vampires have been known to um, have special abilities during the night hours. For instance, resistance to pain and blind courage. So they just flat out run right into danger without even thinking about it. This particular strain has also been known to be immune to normal vampiric effects of sunlight. And this is the form of vampirism that we see in Elder Scrolls online. This is why you can be bitten, become a vampire, and still survive in the daylight hours. I love that. Victims of this form of vampirism have also been known to describe their transition to the disease um, from their life as a mortal as like some kind of a dreamlike passage. They recount having been bathed in a pool of black blood. This may indicate that some kind of ritual has to be performed in order for the transformation from mortal to vampire to be complete. And then some believe that this ritual is actually practiced in certain parts of Tamriel, while others consider it to be a myth or possibly a hallucination by those afflicted with the disease. So they really don't know, is there a ritual? Could there be a ritual? Um... It's true. Just so you know. If you're a vampire in ESO, you know this. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. I have a fun fact for you. I was really stoked to see this fun fact because this plays right into my RP of my new character. I was really stoked on this. The -hmm. priests of Arkay are extensively trained and equipped to cleanse a victim afflicted with this disease. But only if the victim manages to escape the vampire attacker before being completely drained of blood and before the victim is afflicted with blood from the attacking vampire. So Priests of Arke battle the undead. They are sent, they can essentially be trained to be vampire hunters.
0: What happens? They're like the uh, Van Helsing's of Elder Scrolls.
2: Exactly, because they they fight for R.K., who is he's a he battles the undead, battles necromancy. Um, and remember, I said when we talked about necromancy that the only true fear of a necromancer is the wrath of R.K. Right,
0: DLC right there. Boom.
2: D- oh my God! Shut.
0: Okay, I'm just going to say oh. this for a moment. We need a vampire DLC story DLC, not that a chapter. Would
2: be pretty sick, like a full like Dawnbreaker, like yank it out of Skyrim full and on, drop dude. it into ESO. <laughs> yeah, full on, be... man! Awesome.
0: Vamps awesome. And ESO we need the quest line. Yep.
2: Well, we're definitely on on a footing for it, right? Yeah, we are. Yep. Yep. So, okay, this is where it gets interesting. These are some. Researched, known vampire clans. And I think some of this might really surprise you, Mr. Gibbs. Enlightened. Several have been known to exist throughout the history of Tamriel. First is the Cyrodiil Vampirum Order, the CVO. Referred to as Our Order by its members, this is Cyrodiil's native vampire clan. They dominate vampirism in the province having ousted all other bloodlines, all-out war with the other bloodlines of vampires. They overtook them all and became the dominant force in Cyrodiil for vampires. Its members are known as being experts in concealment and political manipulation, having infiltrated all factions of Cyrodiil politics as influential entrepreneurs of imperial society.
0: Wow,
2: dude, that's so bitching! I when I was like reading all the this stuff, elite. right? When I'm reading all this stuff, I'm like, okay, this is very reminiscent of like Interview with a Vampire, where you have super in, influential people that are vampires and, and people in society, the Lost Boys. Okay, yeah. maybe a little bit more dirtbaggy, but still a bunch of kids that nobody had any idea that they were freaking vampires. They had their own private society. But this one happens to be incredibly smart and influential because of the things that they've been able to infiltrate. So bad ass. Awesome. Loved it. Okay. I got super excited right there. really apologize for that. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. The Volkhar clan. This powerful vampire drive, uh, tribe from Eastern Skyrim is renowned for their paranoia and cruelty. They've been rumored to be able to freeze their victim's blood in their veins with nothing but the vampire's breath. Although they're rumored to live beneath the ice of remote and haunted lakes, the Volcahar clan's members are also known to blend seamlessly into society and their preference is to feed on either unsuspecting or sleeping victims. Wow. Yep. Okay. This is where it gets... Crap gets real right here. Okay. The Bonsamu. The Bonsamu are a tribe of Bosmeri vampires. Not like it, was bad. it wasn't bad enough with them eating their own people. A tribe of Bosmeri vampires hailing from the forest of northern Valenwood. They're known to blend into Bosmeri society and cannot be recognized as vampires unless they are viewed by candlelight. I don't know what that meant. Like, you view them by candlelight and you're like, vampire! Or, like, do they disappear?
0: I don't know. Something skin-related to their eyes or something. Just, I don't know.
2: I don't know either. Okay, here's another one. The Tel'both. Also lurking in the dark canopies of northern Valenwood is the Telboth. They are also a vampire clan, but not necessarily Bosmer. They are known to prey on children. The afflicted children retain their place in their family, waiting patiently for years before murdering all of their unafflicted family members due to their unnatural hunger.
0: Holy crap.
2: Pretty terrible. There are like, some
0: things in a war that you keep out. One is someone's personal life and the kids. Yeah. That just goes against all of that. Real Elder quick.
2: Scrolls <laughs> does not They do not hold back. Nope. Slavery, racism, and everything that has to do with children. Yeah. It's gnarly.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Wow.
2: I know. So then the last one that I'm going to mention, this is just the last one that I'm going to mention. There's certainly more. The Kirilth clan. The Kirilth clan, also known as the Shade Mist Vampires, is yet another vampire family in the region of Valenwood. The Kirilth clan are known for their ability to turn into pure mist. Because of this, they have an inherent weakness to water where they can be vaporized very easily. This group of bloodsuckers can be found in the shade Shademiss Moors of Greenshade on the outskirts of Woodhearth. There's a certain storyline that Jibs and I may or may not be a part of at the end of our podcast that takes place right this second in Woodhearth. All I want to do is get the F out of Woodhearth because now I'm freaked out. <laughs> Totally freaking wow. freaked out. I know.
0: I want to go. I I'm gonna have to go read more on these. I didn't realize there were so many clans, let alone clans in general. My brother,
2: specifically the Carth clan, this one caught my fancy so much when I was reading about it. Next week, our lore lesson will be on the Carth clan.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, because
2: this is actually something that you can go play through in ESO. Right. Well, so when I read this, I was like, ah, uh, yeah. We are absolutely going to cover this because, we're, I mean, okay, put it this way every lore lesson for Frostfall October is going to be not necessarily vampire, but something Halloweener. Love Copy? It. Something haunted, something gnarly, something scary. We're going to do it, and this is this is going to give me some love for next week, too. So we're going to cover the Keralt clan and maybe uh, maybe some other stuff. But um, it's going to actually give me time to go play through that stuff in green shade. Pretty cool there stuff. Yep. Um, so anyway, that's, that is the vampire. I, it was really well worth the wait. I love yeah. that this is lore. It's rich lore. For the Elder Scrolls and Elder Scrolls Online in particular, go research this stuff. There is so much more. I'm just hitting the tip of the iceberg with it. And I love that. There's something that's in our own pop culture, that's in our own culture in the real world. And it has been transferred and enriched in Elder Scrolls. I just, the minds of the people that write this stuff, awesome. Yeah, so
0: cool I agree I'm I've always been drawn to them you ever and it was been different like different versions of my life so like when I was younger and I was playing oblivion I was I remember man downstairs by myself I was in the basement playing this and I come across vampires unexpectedly they freaked me the heck out you did know? You, fast did you
2: did you pee a little
0: my voice cracked I guarantee it <laughs> I was that young but uh, anyway. So it's always been a part of my ESO or my Elder Scrolls experience. And so I've always had kind of this appreciation for them. And now more than ever, I love it, you know, in ESO and, you know, making our tunes, doing that thing. But there's so much to it. Like, I just love everything you just said. Uh, Like, to reiterate that, I love the fact that this part of real life has also been brought into ESO. Yep. Although I don't agree with, you know, some of the ideals that happen in real life, for instance, racism all that, all that crap, that is also an ESO. And so it, it, it just kind of has like this... It provides a relatable grounds for the player, you know, because you're seeing all these things that happen to us in the real world. Even if it's pop culture stuff like vampirism, and then they bring it into this world, and... You know, in regards to vampirism, it's just like, you know, you have your whole skill tree and you can totally go full vampire and then you got RP guilds and it's just,
2: you know, uh, yeah. So here is, here's the other thing with that. And I'm going to piggyback on to what you're saying. It's almost as if the world of Elder Scrolls has so much parallel to the world we live in that it blurs the lines and yeah. it makes it relatable. And that, yeah. maybe that's what what draws me to this. Because, And I've talked about this a whole bunch, my friends. I have the worst gamer ADD ever. And it is so difficult for me to latch on to a game that I love. There's only one other universe that has ever done that. And that is Star Wars. Where I truly right. feel a connection. It's probably because of my, my history ever since I was a kid. Of Star Wars but now I feel that with two now I feel that with fantasy as a whole because I love like the Lord of the Rings and I love that I love you know Tolkien's world but it pales in comparison to the Elder Scrolls world and maybe it's just because the because the lines are blurred and there's such a parallel to the life that, that we that we live in every day
0: that it makes it relatable I don't know yeah
2: that's my point oh two. Yeah.
0: yeah it's uh it's a wonderful world my friend wait Yep. shh sh- sh- no shh the two. heck do, do, do you hear that
2: yeah, sweet I freaking hear it. I'm right next to you. Mother send what is that?
1: child unto me for the sins of the unworthy you must be baptized in blood and fear. Sweet mother, sweet mother, send your child unto me, for the sins of the unworthy mother. Mother, blood and fear.
2: I've been looking for you. Jesus, That's something I'm supposed guy? to do? What the heck, your man? Only. Who does that?
0: Frickin' Did we gooey? talk about bells? Did we not talk about bells for you? God, man. I need to change my pants. I might have peed a little. I wore my brown pants, so I actually, you know what? I think I'm all right. I think we're okay. Are oh, you going to let it simmer? We, that sounds I like you. Let it simmer. Well, you know. Just let it ride. Let it rip. Let it ride. All right. So anyway, it is that time again for us to go over your fan mail. Now, the first question comes to us from somebody who would like to remain anonymous. So... I shall call them Stuga. Oh, come on. You can't do
2: that. You can't do that to this person right away. We immediately can't stand them.
0: Uh, Give me another name. Give me an NPC. How about Naryu?
2: Okay. Now I immediately love him.
0: All right. I knew you would. All right. So Naryu asks, I'd like to know more about in-game etiquette. For instance, when I was new to ESO, I was surprised to see other players steal a chest. I was trying to pick. There's so many chests in the world. Why steal? Or when players leave one piece of junk in the chest and it doesn't refresh. I hate those people too. Or if you pass a player who is fighting something in the overland, is it usual to join in to help out? A discussion of what's considered normal gaming etiquette, and I'm assuming they're referencing just ESO, would be helpful and appreciated. So let's start there as a two-parter. So first question would be what is normal gaming ESO etiquette? Well,
2: you want to go, you want to lead? Yeah. I mean, it's, we, you know, we've kind of covered a bit of this before. Um, I'll tell you right off the bat, if somebody steals a chest that you're trying to pick, that is BS and that should not happen. If you see somebody else heading towards it, do not try and beat them there. That sucks. It's not cool. And there's nothing worse. Here's one that I hate even worse. Say there's a chest. And right in front of the chest is three or four mobs you got to kill, right, to get to the chest. Because you know you can't go straight to the chest; you're gonna act, you're gonna get aggroed, and you're not gonna be able to open it. Right. So when I'm clearing said mobs, and then somebody sneaks in behind while I'm clearing and starts opening the chest, there is nothing that makes me want to do the reach through the screen and rip out that pencil <laughs> neck's freaking throat than that. It, that is so rude when people do that. So, yeah, that's a no-no. If somebody is already initiating something or you see that they're clearing something to get to it, it is not appropriate for you to go and go behind their back and grab said item. Um, when players leave one piece of junk in the chest and, and it doesn't refresh, that is also terrible etiquette. Take all the crap out, and then if you don't want it, drop it on the ground or destroy it. Do whatever the heck you want to do with it. But if you commit to that chest, open it up, take all the crud out, don't leave one piece of something in there for somebody else. That sucks. Is not only do they not get the um, XP for opening the chest up, but you've taken the good loot and left them you know, with fingernails or whatever's left in there that you didn't want. That's not cool. Um, I don't know that there really is a normal gaming etiquette over just a good gaming etiquette. Um, You know, being kind while you game, I think, is huge. And I think um, it would improve a lot of games out there if people would just take that stance and that's everybody's default, is just to be kind, I think it would be great. Because, yeah, can some people get upset if you jump in and help them with a mob? Yeah, they surely could. Does it hurt them or take away from their XP? No, not really. Barely, if any. Um, So, yeah, if somebody's, especially if somebody's in trouble or doesn't look like they're going to be able to make it, I'll run by and throw them a heal, throw a couple couple AOEs down for them, then keep moving on my way. Or I'll sit there and help kill the mob and keep them alive. Uh, I think that's practicing good etiquette, is what I
0: think. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Love your neighbor. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. That's it. Yeah. Do that in gaming, like like a good human being. And because we need more of that, man. We need yeah. more of that. We need more people thinking of other people before themselves. The world's already full of enough crap already. And sometimes that bleeds into ESO, and we don't want that in there. You know, be loving, be courteous, be kind. Yeah, it's
2: actually much easier to be that way. It It takes less energy to be kind than it takes to be a complete douche.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. You will waste more energy getting all your feathers all ruffled and everything and getting all ticked off. Then versus just being kind and, be, and moving on. Like, right. that's the way to be. That's the way to be. So anyway, uh, another request. She says, I'd like to know about role-playing, how to get started, how it works, etc. I'm interested in rolling an RP tune that is a mute because in real life I have Asperger's Syndrome. I'm thinking RPing with a mute tune would allow me to play within an RP group without the other group members figuring out my socialization challenges. Have other players with disabilities done this or something similar that you know of? I personally have never heard of people RP that before, but the cool thing about RP... uh, (laughs) About said Ryu. Okay. Naryu, the cool thing about RP is that you can do things like that, and it's totally acceptable. They will not bat an eye. They will not think twice. They will totally embrace it like if that's the way you play your character there's people who would welcome that just because it's as far as what i what i know i haven't actually seen this done before but i know that there's people there's groups that would welcome that and that's they would respect that enough because they would say that is how that character is being played and they would find ways to interact with that character it would probably a lot of them would probably find it interesting because it would be a challenge for them in a good way a productive way because it's going to allow them to flesh out their character even more. At least that's how I would look at it.
2: Yeah, I agree and I think I mean first of all, I think Naryu you have amazing courage to come on and even ask about something like this. Absolutely. Because it takes it takes a big heart to talk about something that you consider that you would consider a disability. I don't necessarily consider disabilities, disabilities, I like to consider them alternate abilities because I pretty much guarantee that although you may not be able to do something that I can do, there's something that you know how to do that I have no idea about. So I like to consider them alternate abilities. But in particular with RP, this is a perfect thing to RP because it's different, it's unique, it's new. So I say go for it. If you're looking for a way to start, I mean, we could do a whole, you know, two, three hours of, you know, of a uh, ESO 101 on how to RP. I think probably a really good resource for you is going to be the ESO RP Discord. Be a great start for you because they're super engaging and very, very welcoming to brand new RPers. And I think with your situation, it could be very well explained, and I think you'd probably be brought in with open arms. Yeah. www.eso-rp.com. They have forums. They'll get you an invite to their Discord server, and you can be part of their crew. It's huge. I mean, yeah. it's huge. Um, being part, like, I just didn't have the time with doing the show and running our community to get into our. Um, get into RP as much as I wanted to especially being part of an RP guild um, because the storyline in our particular guild was just moving so so quickly Um, so I kind of pulled away from that but RP is an amazing way to play this game Um, especially because I mean there's, there's RP guilds for vampires and all kinds of different little things there's GDRP rp guilds and argonian rp rp guilds and all kinds of different stuff out there that you can be a part of um rp is giant in yeso so do not be afraid to jump in and do not consider anything that you have going on a disability when it comes to gaming with others because i guarantee you the TISO rp community is going to take you in with open arms
0: absolutely and And so will we i am so will we
2: you want to come play with us come on in and play with us we can't guarantee you like a a super hardy role play experience but we sure as heck like talking lore and we absolutely would love to have people like you join
0: us yep there's a large group in fact our community that's one of the things i love the most just talking be able to talk with fellow eso fans and and uh being able to just forge those kind of relationships and and yeah absolutely you know you're you would probably be surprised are you how welcomed you would be in that the, the form of RP the whole and I know I'm kind of reiterating what I said earlier but the whole premise of your character to me is incredibly unique and it's something that I myself, I've yet to really get into RP in ESO, like like we Cash and I did in previous games, like, wow. I would love to be able to interact with a character like the one that you are talking about. I would love to see that challenge, for me, creatively. And it's a good challenge to be able to figure out how, what would my character, how would it respond? You know, what kind of communication would it, would um would he have and how would that work it'd be very very cool to see and it'd be very very cool to experience that now so, are you,
2: i would probably stay away from RPing with Jibs because he RPs with no <laughs> pants what so it can what? get a little creepy and that's uh, i don't w- really wish that on anybody so just steer clear
0: It's cuz of jibs, brown pants isn't it
2: yeah yeah especially cuz you pooped your pants in your Sitting in it, I never said I pooped.
0: All right. Anyway, uh, so anyway, thank you so much for writing in, Naryu. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Joseph says, love listening to the show and the lore and stories. It's awesome. You made it so my days at work feel lighter and faster, which is great. After playing like crazy, doing quests, dungeons, caves, delves. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It says IV. I've, I. Think he says. I, oh, I'm pretty it's sure it's I've. Okay. Well, you it does. are epic. Ron Burgundy, bro. Ron <laughs> oh, freaking Burgundy. I will God. read what I see. I'm not kidding you. I don't intentionally do it, it just happens. So, anyway. I'm Ron Burgundy? I apostrophe V E hit 50 with my first character finally. Yay! Congrats.
2: Congrats. Man. Congrats.
0: Wow. I'm so glad I'm focusing on you and like Cash because he's a jerk. Uh, he says, I'm super glad. <laughs> now, how do I get as much champion points and in the fastest way if you have any tips? Long story short, I'm going to give you an answer. Uh, make sure you do your dailies. Do questing. Do all the content in ESO. That's how you do it, man. Just yeah. freaking hit those dungeons. Hit the hit the freaking trials. Do PvP. Um Everything like it, it. That's the best part about champion points is that, and that's the reason why I rushed to get this guy to fifty because I wanted to get back to earning champion points. It truly rewards you for you to play however the heck you want to play. If you just want to go explore for the day and earn XP, guess what? You're earning XP towards those champion points. The fastest way, I really uh, just make sure you're doing your dailies, get your PvP daily done, dungeon daily done. Yep. As soon as you can when you log in. After that, man, it's totally up to you how you do this. It's totally up to you. Make sure you've done all the dungeons so you got all the quests done. That's good XP there. But it's totally you play how you want to play.
2: I have some specific advice, actually. That's great advice. I'll do you? That's all totally right. Yes. Um, this is what I would do. <laughs> I would get yourself a training set that's your appropriate for your level. And what I mean by training set, um, a set of armor that will benefit you, but has the training trait on it. So you get increased XP. That's number one. Number two, get yourself some experience scrolls. Number three, sit on that character for about a week. Roll another tune. Get yourself another tune, have a little bit of fun with them, level them up. Why? Because the character that's sitting, your 50 that's sitting, will be accumulating enlightenment. And then, after about that week, hop on that character, throw on that training set, throw on an XP scroll, do your dailies, okay? You get your daily dungeon out of the way, get your daily PvP match out of the way. Just go run and go do battleground real quick, get it out of the way. Then, plant yourself in a public dungeon and kill everything. And when it respawns, Kill everything again. Great loot, very quick CP, and um, if you plant yourself in in some place like in Vardenfeld, the nichesalikolikolpolikolpolikolift, put yourself in that place, and you will be able to get. Actually, you can get those those theolodite parts, so you can get yourself a Dwemer pet at the same time. But public dungeons, outstanding champion points in public dungeons, especially if you have a training set, an XP scroll. And you can get Sigic Ambrosia if you want to to further increase your XP, but it's really expensive to make
0: and buy. So That's a valid point. I forgot about the public dungeons. That's uh Yeah. Oh beta rays from our community. That's he just grinds those, man, and gets champion points like crazy. Like crazy. Well, thanks so much, Joseph. You are awesome. We appreciate uh, appreciate all the mail we got this week, and that was my good friends episode twelve, of volume two of the Lord Secret Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, here's what we want to do. We know so many of you are listening from different outlets, and that's totally awesome, totally fine. But if you're listening from iTunes we appreciate a review from you. We'd love to hear from you. For every five-star review that we get on the show, we show you, or I'm sorry, every five-star review that you give us, we show you some love on the show. That being said, first one we have here is from Ross. He says, after listening to these guys from when they started up, I've got to say, he says, IV. See? It's, it's an autocorrect. It's not just me. Jerk. Got to say that they are the most fun, consistent Elder Scrolls podcast at the moment. They have a mix of Elder Scrolls news, lore lessons, and basic tutorials to get you started. Their banter will keep you entertained and keep you coming back for more. I can't recommend these guys enough. Give them a listen. You won't be disappointed. Thank you so much. That's very kind. Thank you, sir. That's a really I cool appreci- one. appreciate that. Now, this next one, this was a long one, so I had to cut it down a little bit, but it says... uh This is from It's Ya Boy.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy. That's a meme. (laughs) He
0: says, uh, fellas, I wanted to write a five-star review for the cast for a long time now, but every time I have tried, I never felt like the words I was using were the right ones to express the appreciation and love I have developed for the show and for Jibs and Cash. I've been playing ESO since this past December, and I think I came across the podcast sometime around episode 5 or 6 of Volume 1. Let me tell you, ever since I listened to that first episode, I've been hooked. I love the genuine friendship that Jibs and Cash share and how well the two of them seamlessly project that same love and admiration they have for one another onto the listeners of the show. Everyone is welcome, and most importantly, everyone is family to these guys. Man, that's right. Thank you so much. That is right. He kind of nailed us, except for the
2: fact that you and I actually like each other, because we're just really good actors, and you're a douche.
0: I mean, you're up there on the the hate scale. You couldn't hate me. That's valid. Very valid. You know what's really cool? You could hate me if... (laughs) If I tried? Yeah. If I was last man standing. Last man standing. No, I could not. That is true. You know the cool thing about this review?
2: You technically couldn't hate me if I was last man standing, because you wouldn't be here. Oh, yeah. That's whatever true. that's true keep going
0: that i guess that means you yeah all right so anyway uh <laughs> what's really cool about this it he goes he, the part i couldn't read just because it was a longer review was his father is 67 years old he is overseas and that's how his father and uh and him communicate that's how they connect <gasps> and <gasps> his, he's already jo- he's already joined the guild and his father's going to join the guild as well Lore seekers i just think that's so freaking cool <gasps>
2: I got spilkas in my connecting his we
0: <laughs> <laughs> So.
2: <laughs> that dead baby cool. dolphins. Dirty socks.
1: <laughs> That's awful. Okay.
2: All right. Not going to cry on the show, but that brought me close. Yep. It's pretty awesome. That was cool. Very yeah. awesome.
0: That's one thing I love about our listeners when they write in, especially We kind of get an idea. Whenever we get a review, it tells me what country they're from. And where they're like where they're writing from. And so that's very, very cool. You know, people overseas, people all over the place listening to the show and writing in. We appreciate you. Thanks so much for your emails, your reviews. Yeah. You all are that's awesome. Cool. You can call us seven six five three eight two sixty nine sixty one. You can always email us, which so many of you do. And sorry if it takes us a hot minute to get back to you. Because typically mm-hmm. Our phone notifications, casket and Test. You've probably muted more than I have, to be honest with you. My notifications never seem to cease. It's either the community or it's emails slash voicemails. <laughs> so, it's our own damn fault. It is our fault, but we love it. <laughs> we love it. We do love it. Um, so yeah, podcast at gmail.com. You can also go to loreseekerspodcast.com. Fill out the little form at the bottom. Uh, We have a guild, Official Lore Seekers Guild. You can be a part of it. We have all kinds of platforms and cash. How do they join? Go to loreseekerspodcast.com forward slash guild. And uh,
2: once you have Discord downloaded, you can join our Discord server and then type forward slash apply in the Applied to Guild channel and we will promptly check out your guild application. And as long as you pass our douchebag filter, which pretty much everybody does, you will be a part of us, uh, which is a good place to be. We got some good, good people. Actually, I'm going to throw a quick shout out to 97 Bravo, who has recently joined us. Yeah. I have known Mr. 97 Bravo since preschool, which makes us old or makes us both pretty freaking old. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're up there. But um, yeah. So um, really good dude so glad to have you aboard with us at lore seekers and he's been hopping into discord and we've been running stuff and teaching him the game i love it and i
0: think he likes it that's awesome oh by the way we yeah. are getting a lot of questions regarding the eu chapter we have not opened that chapter yet we have yet to receive what we feel is an adequate amount of uh guild gm uh or uh, gm applications so, we're waiting till we receive what we feel is a good amount, and we'll be sifting through those and picking the best candidate for that to host the official EU Lore Seeker Guild. So, uh, that being said, you can f- hear us, listen to us, subscribe, all those good things on all apps wherever it's free. We are there. Stuff like Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and many more. You can follow us on Twitter, myself at Jibs IRL, Cash at Lore Seeker Cash most importantly, the show at lore seekers cast. But after you're done listening to the show, there's a few more shows you need to go check out. I know cash has the list. Let him have it. I do. There has been some amazing banter, um,
2: on the interwebs and particularly on Twitter. Uh, and then on, on all of these shows surrounding the hashtag ESO podcast fam. Now we already know there's a hashtag ESO fam out there. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on on Twitch. The Twitch streamers are, you know, they're all kind of a, in, their, in their own little family themselves. But you know what? We have a pretty special thing going too. The audio realm right, of Elder Scrolls content is growing. Yes. And the quality is outstanding. Yes. And it, it makes us as, as longtime podcasters very, very happy to see. Now, there was already some amazing talent there before we even came on the scene. But the talent that's coming up as well is really cool to watch. So that being said, the banter back and forth between a lot of these podcasts has been incredibly positive. And that's what we are trying to build Yep. as the hashtag ESO podcast fam grows. We have the Tenets podcast, Tenets, T-E-N-E-T-S with Kyle. Go listen to that show. It's really a really, really great show, especially if you are a brand new player. The Tales of Tamriel, who have been longtime friends of ours. Outstanding podcast, The Sons of Sithis, Also another really good podcast. If you want a dose of incredibly well-thought lore, go check out Written in Uncertainty. And then there is the longest standing show out there for Elder Scrolls, like all of Elder Scrolls, and that is going to be Elder Scrolls Off the Record with another bunch of really cool hosts on that show. Um, And then we hope to see more. I mean, there is a lot of people out there that get their content on Elder Scrolls via their eardrums. Yep. And you know what? It's it's pretty viable. I get I have, get a lot of listening every week and I know there are thousands upon thousands of downloads of all these shows. Go listen to them. They're outstanding.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There is so much good audio content coming out on ESO. It's look, ESO is not just Twitch streams it's not just people on social media there is a whole growing which is amazing let me tell you four years after a game has launched and there's uh, interest and surge and podcasting on a game look dudes that's unless you're like world of warcraft that's nuts that's unheard of okay that does not happen cash and i know <laughs> that does not happen so there's this very unique surge right. happening in the audio community, and we're so happy. We're so proud to be a part, but most importantly, you know, we've said this before, and we'll say this again. We do not see other shows as competition. We see shows as colleagues, because at the end of the day, just like the streamers are in it together, guess what? So are the podcasts and they have a flavor. We don't have, we have a flavor. They don't have, you get everything that you could possibly want. Cause you've got choices like a freaking buffet. All right. So get out there, listen to shows. After you've listened to the, uh, Laura secrets podcast, go check out tenants, go check out tales, sons written Uncertainty, elder scrolls, OTR, all the, all of them go listen, have a good time and come back to us next week. We're out of here. Deuces. Yeah. Except for extra
2: life. We are definitely going to be doing a Extra Life event this year. This year, Extra Life is on November the 3rd. If you don't know what Extra Life is, it is a 24-hour gaming marathon that benefits the Children's Miracle Network, which is 170 children's hospitals across the U.S. and Canada. Very near and dear to our hearts, and we know it's very near and dear to some of the other podcast hearts. We are going to be doing a collective effort and Raising Money for Kids on November 3rd. So you can check out all of our Twitch streams. We're going to have them running. We're going to talk more about it. And we're going to try and get as many people interested as possible. If you want to take part yourself, go to extra-life.org, register. And if you want to join our team, it's wide open. Search Lore Seekers Guild, join our team, help us raise funds for kids. Mic drop. Lord us 20th of last seed, 2nd era, year 584. The trek to Wood Hearth seemed like it would never end. The air was thick, hot, wet. The sun, relentless. We had traveled north and then west out of Marbrook. It was most certainly the long way around and much easier to plot on a map, but we figured it might also lessen the chances of running into trouble. No bandit in their right mind would choose this region of green shade to set up an ambush. The route was ridden with feral skeevers, alligators near the waterways, and black bears in nearly every cave or hollowed out tree stump. Believe it or not, there were also undead Bosmer in many parts of the forest. Creepy. Camping here would have been treacherous, so we kept on the move. Despite the danger, though, Green Shade is among one of the most scenic landscapes in all of Tamriel. The lush greenery, the fertile trees, the crystal blue skies, and the bountiful game. They undoubtedly will keep your senses firing in every direction. Had we the time, we would have most likely explored this territory for a few more weeks at the very least, but we didn't. So we continued on to our destination. We pulled our cloaks over our heads, Tucked them tightly to cover our faces, and we headed into town. Woodharth was a quaint little port town with a charming mixture of wood elven and Kajidi architecture visible from its entrance from the east. Near the waterline, there were several pairs of male and female antelope, seemingly acclimated to the humanoids walking about. As we traveled into the port itself, it was early morning. The sun was just breaking while merchants quietly prepared their wares for the day and fishermen carried bait and tackle to their boats, undoubtedly hoping for a bountiful trip. It was quiet. Whispers of well-met or good morning from neighbors as they quietly passed each other on their way to their daily responsibilities adorned the crisp air. As the three of us emerged from a side path into the harbor, there they were. Two merchant ships, with their masts stowed, floating peacefully and majestically at the docks. Jibs and I just sat and stared for a moment. Knowing what we aimed to accomplish, butterflies danced in my stomach. How in oblivion were we going to pull this off? Just then, Wolven spoke. Follow me, lads. We are to meet a friend in a tavern just up the path. She's working on our plan. Jibs and I nodded curtly and fell in step behind Wolven. The tavern, aptly named the Greenbower, was nearly empty at this time of the morning. The tavern was nestled at the base of a hulking tree. A female Bosmer swept the floors and smiled, motioning with her hand to take a seat as we entered. Wolven stopped in the entrance, nodded to the barkeep, then scanned the room. Only one table was occupied. A kajiti female, hooded and curious, turned her head just slightly, eyeing us for a moment before recognizing Wolven and subtly inviting us over. She wore dark gray leather armor with a light cloth hood lined with red gems along its edge. Her fur was an off-white and spotted, with gray in her facial areas, but the rest of her lean figure was covered by her leathers. As we approached the table, she presented a furry palm, her claw tips just barely visible, motioning for us to take a seat at her table. We sat, Wolven taking an extra seat from a nearby table and claiming a position at the head of the table, right next to the Khajiit. Jibs and I sat on stools across the table from her. It can be difficult to gauge the facial expressions of a kajit when they smile you don't quite know if they're about to snarl at you or greet you, because their teeth emerge with both expressions. In my experience, you have to wait until they speak to sense their mood. The slender Kajiti female spoke to Wolven first.
3: Ah, sweet Jaran. Where have you been hiding? This one sees you have brought her some mer to play with.
2: Hello, Naraya. "'It pleases me to see you again,' Wolven said, eyeing the Khajiit with a noticeable gleam. "'Jibs, Cash, this is my friend Naraya. "'She operates in this region, and she's offered to help us.' "'Jibs and I nodded and presented our hands to shake in Friendship, "'which Naraya gladly accepted. "'Well met, Naraya,' I said. "'What exactly does operate mean? "'What is it that you do?'
3: "'Oh, grey-bearded pet.' Let's just say this one deals in information. When one seeks to know something, this one contacts her kittens and acquires such knowledge. Then she passes it on to the one with the deepest pockets.
2: Jibs, clearly amused, answered. How exactly can you help us then? And what exactly is your price?
3: Oh, don't worry, Jekosite. This one's assistance to you is free of charge, strictly due to her fondness for her little Jaranjir.
2: Wolven, smiling mischievously at Naraya, replied, What do you have for us, Naraya?" Naraya, staring at Wolven with glowing eyes, finally breaks her gaze and turns to jibs and cash.
3: This one understands your looking, to acquire a ship for passage to Somerset, yes?
2: Jibs replies, Yes, you are correct.
3: Then it seems her news might brighten your day, Shekosit. Did you happen to see the two ships nestled at the docks on your way in?
2: Wolven, Jibs, and Cash nodded in near unison, awaiting Nerai's next words with bated breath.
3: The one facing to the south, nearly pointing in the direction you aim to escape from, is called the Jester. It is a fast merchant ship, used for smuggling, you see. It arrived here from a location this one believes you are familiar with, yes. Several days ago, it arrived from the port at Abbas Landing.
2: Jibs and Cash's mouths dropped open. Cash looked around the room, making sure his next words would not be heard by any company other than intended. Are you saying that ship belongs to Abba's collectors? To Basram?
3: Yes, sir. That is correct. When the ship docked, much of the crew and some other unsavory types left the ship, but did not stay in town long. They split off into the forests in different directions. They are most certainly searching for something. Or somebody, perhaps.
2: Wolven followed. We have to get you both on that ship. The question is, how? Jibs lamented. Naraya, with a smile on her face, continued.
3: This one has been watching from a perch, her loves. Only the captain of the ship and a few of his crew remain in the city. The crew is only five and they work on the ship from sun up to sundown. The captain only steps foot on the ship in the morning hours. Then, about noon each day, he goes to the other inn in town. The improbable catlet. There he stays until late after dark. But by then, he's much too drunk to notice anything. Especially if his ship is, uh, well, no longer there.
2: Cash, shaking his head from side to side, questions. All right, all right. I'm sure we can get on the ship without an issue. But what then? Who's going to captain her? How do we even know the winds will be right? Jibs countered. How hard could it be, really? Drop the sails, point her in the right direction, and we go. We'll figure out the rest from there. Besides, who's going to give chase? There's only one other ship in port. Wolven chimes in. That ship hasn't left port in months. The crew was slaughtered by sea vipers last season. There is no crew. Oh, and the trade winds? They blow offshore every single evening. It's part of the diurnal cycle in this region. Nariah then concluded,
3: Well, then it seems there is not much need for a complicated plan, kittens. We go tonight. When it's dark, we get you on that ship. Wolven and this one will tend the lines while you set the sails. Then away with you to the sea. To Somerset.